Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So much of the talk surrounding hockey and the NHL uh, again today is the last thing the NHL wants to be dealing with. Of course, uh, all the fallout following the release of the public investigation into what happened with the Chicago Chicago Blackhawks um, back in 2010. Uh, Blackhawks GM Stan Bowman resigned yesterday, not only from the Blackhawks, but from Hockey USA. He was supposed to GM their Olympic entry. He was with the Blackhawks when, back in 2010, um, Reports of sexual assault were brought to team management and um, they sat on it while they were in the midst of their playoff run. Uh, and several people have now lost their jobs. And there's questions about what's going to happen to some very high profile people in hockey today. Um, Reed Wilkins is actually down at the Oilers skate this morning, but he's going to join us because that sort of fits into the discussion as well. Reed, thanks for taking a minute to chat with us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Shay. Appreciate it. Yeah, this story, I mean, you know it's going to be discussed in Edmonton. It's going to be discussed in Florida, where Joel Quinville is the coach. It's going to be discussed in Winnipeg, where Cheval Dayoff is the GM. Um, obviously, this is a story that, you know, a lot of people are wondering, who knew what, when did they know it, and why didn't they do anything? Well, and I think that's, that's really the story here. And I, and I think in terms of going forward here what might happen in the days to come yeah. is what will happen to joel quenville and kevin shivel day off obviously quenville has a a meeting with with gary bedman coming up you know if you look at that report that that came out yesterday and i and i haven't read the whole thing it's a, it's a little tough to get through especially when you read some of the accounts of the you know alleged incident or incidents but you know that quenville apparently said well we don't need a, a distraction right now you know we're yeah. trying to win the stanley cup and, you know, okay, I, I get it. The coaches don't want distractions around the team, but this is was a lot bigger than that. This was a really serious allegation with, about a player being uh, assaulted. And I think that's sort of the crux of this, is that the Blackhawks sort of chose to deal with it at a time that was more convenient to, to them, you know, and still allow Brad Ulrich to be around the team and celebrate the Stanley Cup and, and have his name on the Stanley Cup as opposed to just... He's, you know, was would have. I think if he would have been immediately fired from the team, um, maybe the fallout for this wouldn't be what it is right now. So, you know, Joel Quenville is, you know, a high-profile coach. I mean, one of the winningest in in the Ever. NHL. You know, so to have him this surrounding him now and his name be associated like this is 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 pretty significant. And then, you know, again, you read the accounts of, of this meeting that the Blackhawks leadership group had, and we're talking about, like, the off-ice leaders, the president, the GM, the coaches. You know, Kevin Sheveldayoff was there as well, though in a more junior uh, junior position than he, than he would have been at the time. So, you know, I, I think that's, that's a big part of the story here, Shay, is that something very awful happened and that the Blackhawks, um, decided. All right. Well, this is this is not something that's convenient for us to deal with right now because because winning trumps you know, the victim in this case or or, or anything that that could have happened. If you look at how it's being handled, you know it appears that if the NHL 
as the NHL further investigates this and perhaps punishes people, and you mentioned Stan Bowman stepping down as GM of the Blackhawks and no longer being involved with the U.S. Olympic team, I, I mean, it appears that those off-ice types of leaders are the people that are going to be, quote-unquote, targeted here um, for, for punishment. I mean, Duncan Keith is going to speak here any minute. Shay, so will he? We'll see what he says about it. I, I you know if, if, and I'm not comparing um, what the Astros did to what's going on with Chicago. I mean, right. sign stealing in baseball is against the rules. It's not nearly as serious as, as sexual assault allegations. But if you look at how they were punished, it was the the manager of the team. It was the general manager of the team. They didn't go after individual right. players who might have like who knew what. You, you know who was actually banging the drum? Did some what players let it happen? Like it, you know, it wasn't that type of thing. So I, I would think here that it again, it's going to be the fates of Coinville and Shovel Day off that are the next chapter in this story. Yeah, and Reed, and at this point, um, in regards to what the NHL might do regarding Shovel Day off and Coinville, as you said, Bettman's going to meet with them right to have a discussion about what they you know, what they're mentioned in, regarding in this report and then make a decision from there, if there's any decision at all, right? Well, or do the, or do the club teams decide to do something? Sure, no, they, they, haven't, yeah. they, they haven't yet. Um, you know, you, Quinville's supposedly going to coach tonight, at least last I saw, and then have his meeting tomorrow. You know, it's just, it raises so many questions, Shay, because, you know, I'm sure you've seen the okay so the hawks got fined two million two million dollars yeah. well new jersey was originally fined three million dollars it was later cut in half for you know the the contract uh violation right i mean arizona got heavily uh punished for their role with testing players um outside of the draft combine you know which uh, again are, are violations of nhl rules but sort of pale in comparison Absolutely. to an actual uh very serious crime and and you know again more with with quinville you know he apparently even after you know allegedly knowing what had happened still gave brad aldrich a a good recommendation and you know as opposed to you know outlining what he knew or or just distancing himself from him so you know all that all that is going to circle into this. Yeah, it's going to be messy. And, uh, of course, as you said, uh, Duncan Keith, like, I, he'll be asked, but I think you're right in saying this is going to fall more to Shevel Day off and to Quenville. I don't know if the players will be brought into it. They typically haven't been, but uh, appreciate that you're there and uh, bring us any updates that come along. Okay. okay. Thanks, Reed. That's Reed Wilkins, um, who is host of... Uh, Inside Sports on 6.30, Ched, uh, as we said, down at Oilers Gate today, and there will be a ton of media attention there because Duncan Keith was on that Stanley Cup winning team in 2010. And, and one, of, one of the things that really, you know, it, so they, they, they know what happened with Brad Aldrich, the video coach. Uh, it was reported um, he was given the choice to either be fired or to resign. A lot of people upset about that. He resigned. Um, when he did step away, he got severance of $20,000. He also got a $15,000 playoff bonus. Uh, he got his day with the Stanley Cup. He was there at the Stanley Cup parade. Um, and then Joe Quenville, as a parting gift, gave him this recommendation. Aldrich did a great job for the coaching staff in preparing us for all of our meetings and coordinating several tasks that we forward his way. Brad has several people relying on him at once and has a way of deflecting and accommodating everyone at once. 
congrats on winning the Stanley Cup. This is after we knew what was going on. So we're going to take a quick break and get um, Sheldon Kennedy's perspective on this. Of course, he's done so much work around this very issue. Uh, involving hockey, and we'll get his take on what we're hearing today when we come back after this. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. All right, talking about the situation with the Chicago Blackhawks from 2010 and the report that came out yesterday, uh, which has just left so many people so very, very disappointed uh, in the leadership group of the Chicago Blackhawks. Basically, they were presented with um, allegations that uh, one of their video coaches was involved in the sexual assault of at least one player, and they decided that the playoff chase was what was important, and they weren't going to do anything about it. Uh, extremely disappointing to all of us, and I can imagine it's the same for Sheldon Kennedy, who joins us now. Um, Sheldon, thanks for taking your time this morning. Really appreciate you joining us. Yeah, no, my pleasure, Shay. Yeah, I just imagine, you know, uh, you've done so much work around this, and I understand it goes back 10 or 11 years, but at the same time, it's just that perpetuation of this is what the problem is with hockey when it comes to this issue, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, you know, my first thought, uh, and I had to, you know, I had to practice the 24-hour rule when I <laughs> when I read that report, uh, not try to make a comment, uh, at least for for till the next day but uh you know when i read that i i you know just thought uh i thought of john doe one i thought of the players and the individuals that were impacted here and you know they finally <clears throat> mustered up um you know the strength mm-hmm. to uh they did the right thing they did what they needed to do and that was to bring it forward and and uh and they did and uh, the leadership uh, of the organization um, took no action and let them down. And I think, you know, that is probably one of the biggest, that's the biggest uh, disappointments here is that, you know, we, we spend so much time trying to tell people to, um, you know, to come forward and tell your story and talk, talk, talk. Meanwhile, uh, when it falls on death's ears, um, you know, that's almost more impactful for the victims than the actual incident itself. You know, Sheldon, I've been involved in amateur hockey for a long time, and I know a lot of the work that you've done and other groups that you've been involved with have done to really change the culture around this. This is going back to 2010. Do you think it would be the same situation in 2021, or would this be handled differently? Have we made any progress? Well, I, you know, I think, I think that in, in minor hockey across this country, I think it would absolutely, in, in most cases, be handled differently. Um, you know, because I think if you look at the look at the Chicago Blackhawks case, look look at the bystanders, look at the people that understood and knew, you know what was what was happening here, and and all of those individuals, I believe that they're, you know, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're they're smart people that didn't make a good decision around these issues, and I think that, you know, to me. If it if you look at the when we looked at the uh, the report and you know they had they had it in their policies they had it in yep. their procedures but to me this is not a policy procedure issue you know it's a great cover up to say oh yeah we got it covered in our policies procedures but what we're talking about is we're talking about a culture shift and I think that this this action is and and the way this was handled from day one um, is 
is a piece of the systemic nature uh, or culture, if you may, um, within, you know, the NHL ranks or hockey in general. Don't say nothing. And yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about, Jay, we talk about how difficult it is for for the victims to say anything. Look at everybody else around that situation that didn't say anything. So it's not just, you know, the the, the victim in this that, you know, has has a hard time coming forward. Nobody wanted to say nothing. So here's the question, Sheldon. Stan Bowman stepped down. Some other people have lost their jobs. Uh, Joel Quenville is coaching the Florida Panthers tonight. Ken Dayoff is still GM of Winnipeg. They were involved in this. A lot of people saying the NHL is dealing with this. You know, they've been firmer on, you know, contract violations, for goodness sake. What do you think has to happen? Is this an inflection point where it's kind of like this is not tolerated and you will be drummed out of the league if you're involved? Well, it has to be. Yeah. I mean... You know that that's not uh, you know it, it's got to be unacceptable. I mean, this you know if we look at you know the, in my you know from my understanding, I mean the last time I looked, um, the NHL is a workplace, and you know I guess I would go and ask and say you know if this stuff happened in your workplace, Shay, yeah, um, you know what would happen? Exactly right. But I but I think that's the way we have to look at it. And I you know and I think from day one, you know I mean. If we look at, you know, we look at the comments from both Quenville and Shevel Dayoff, I mean, um, you know, they denied knowing. Yeah. And now we know they had a meeting about it. And now we know that they did know. So to me, you know, this isn't going away. And I think that there was, there was that archaic response to these issues that you just said nothing and just Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll blow over. And that was a response that would have been, you know, back when I started in 98. Right, just be quiet about this stuff, and it's going to go away. And that is not the way that we have to respond to this stuff today. This stuff is better understood. It's really um, we understand the impact that it has on the individuals, and I think that all comes down to leadership. These issues, and when when these issues are dealt with properly, when they are put in the p- priority column within an organization um, to 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 educate and build a confidence around these issues to be able to have a clear pathway for individuals to come forward to have them investigated properly and you know be able to have everybody in the organization on the same page right that that's what's lacking here this is you know that this is a leadership issue yeah. and the NHL and the Chicago Blackhawks the leadership of those two organizations i hope learn from this situation and make sure that they're doing everything in their power to be better when you talk about leadership it's you it's flurry it's the guys who have pushed this and made, and like I think I think you make a really good point when you talk about amateur hockey and the work that the groups you've been involved with have taken, and, and the, the training and the education that goes on in amateur hockey has made such a difference. To me, if this isn't dealt with, it's sort of a rejection, or at least you know we're we're working hard to change the culture and to change the perception that people have about hockey. And this is a proving point here. It, it must be that important to you too. This is a huge like. It, this is a very important. This is a this is a very serious situation, um, and and the NHL and the Blackhawks need to get it right because it's not going away. Yeah, and and that's just the reality. And I think they've realized that now. 
Um, I think that there's never going to be a uh, end point in how do we continually get better in this space. But I mean, if you look at the NHL, I mean, this is about inclusion. Look at look at how they ostracized the victim when they came forward. That's not inclusion, right? They aren't they all about inclusion and diversity? Yeah, uh, that's, and that, that's their message. Well, every commercial break. Not, yeah. So I am. This flies in the face, yeah. and the way they've handled this flies in the face of all the good stuff that they're trying to do around inclusion and diversity. And to me, um, you know, this is a real issue. And it's not just about, this is not just about, you know, having a bad video coach on your team that is going to abuse players. This is about, you know, running an organization that has drafted 18-year-old kids and has many young men and women in your organization that, you know, who knows what their background is. Yeah. And and if they come to you with something that's going on in their life, do you know how to handle it? Or are you just going to shuffle it off or trade them or get rid of them? Are you actually going to deal with the person? And I think that's what it gets down to. You know, how do we get to that point where, you know, the person is the most important thing, more important, uh, you know, than, than a playoff win. If they can help you win. Yeah. Uh, Sheldon, great stuff. I really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Jay. Have a good day. You too. That's Sheldon Kennedy uh, talking about the situation of Chicago Blackhawks.